Are you a hairdresser or barber? Do you want to take your career to the next level but unsure how? Then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. I'm your host, Crystal Wilson. I've worked in the hair and beauty industry for the last 10 years, working my way up through some of the largest salons from each corner of the globe. Throughout my career, I've always been infatuated with the industry influencers, the people who have been able to make a name for themselves and have a flourishing career as a hairstylist. On this podcast, I'll be sitting down and talking to hair and beauty professionals who have taken their career to the next level. The ones who have gone from working behind the chair to exploring another avenue within the industry. From the platform artists, educators, business owners, TV and celebrity stylists, published, self-employed, brand-sponsored, and more, I'm sitting down and asking them how they've done it. I know these accolades can seem unattainable, so I'm making it my mission to break down the barriers, stereotypes, and simplify the process to make the dreams that you have more attainable. Join me every week on The Successful Stylist Unfoiled. Today, I've got the one and only Renya Exidus, the legend, the pioneer of our industry. I just um, am so excited for this interview, and it was incredible. She lay it all, left it all on the on the floor, whatever the expression is, she, nothing was left behind. And I really loved hearing her journey and how it started. And she started in salon ownership very young in her career. She had her first salon at 19. And really that her editorial journey and getting to fashion shows. And if, you know, you're familiar with Renya, which I think you would be, she is famous for her editorial shoots and her Vogue covers and Harper's Bazaar and New York Fashion Week and all of these things. And that those um, aspects of her career actually started quite a bit later than after she'd had her children and all, all these things. So I really loved hearing that story. And again, another motivator that anything can happen at any point in your career. And really that the backbone of all of that was her salon that allowed her to do those things. And I think it's so important understanding all of the variables in traveling that way and the expenses and the costs that it it does take for the people to pay in the beginning. So it was just, yeah, really good. We talked about the celebrities that she does, like Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman, Kate Blanchett, like we went through all of it. And I asked, was there like a horrible moment that ever happened or something that was embarrassing or changed the path of your career that you would never do again? And we got one. So it was a good I mean, it wasn't funny, but it was funny for us to have a laugh later. So definitely that will keep you hooked to listening through to this episode. So um, yeah, I'm just flattered and honored to get to talk to the people that I get to talk to. And I'm so grateful to get to share it with all of you. So please enjoy this episode with myself and Renya. All right. Today is a special day. I really jumped on the bandwagon here when I saw you following the podcast account and I thought this is my moment to swoop so I'm so excited 24-hour turnaround and we've got you on the podcast Renya welcome yes thank you oh hell just such an honor I love who you've interviewed like like there's so many people I don't know and I was like oh my god these are great so I I love listening to podcasts while I'm cleaning the house like when I'm in my workroom just putting my um earphones on and stuff like that just to just to listen 
because yeah. when you watch when you when you're watching Netflix, you have to watch it. But when you're doing stuff around the house, it's actually really lovely listening to totally all your peers and who they are. And so um, I've gone through a few of your ones, and then I thought, oh my god, I love everyone. Um, so I thought, great. And then when you got back to me, I thought, I'm not doing anything. It's COVID. Love it. I am. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so, yeah, honored. I mean, honestly, I've had you on the list forever. I've had a list. I started this about a year ago, which is crazy. Why that you call like, me? I, I'm Why just, to me? be honest, I'm working through the list. I've got a lot of people on the list. Yeah, that's so good. I've been sitting at that's this chair. So You're good. my second one today. So when I try to do them, right. I work them in. But then I've got this massive backlog that I have to get through yeah. of getting them out, you know? So I need to yeah. hire someone, I think, is my next step. <laughs> just, just do it. It makes it easier because I've learned the smallest dream becomes the biggest heartbeat. And that's important that you, oh any dream that you think is going, if it's something, if it touches your heart, if it's something that you go to bed with every single night for a while, then you got to do it. Yeah. Your heart, your heart beats there for a reason. And if you feel it, you just do it. Yeah, just totally. It. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned from doing these of everybody that, you know, we yeah. kind of put on a pedestal and idolize yeah. their number one advice is always just do it. Like you just have yeah. to start. And if I didn't start doing this, it can't progress yeah. and get bigger. And exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that's the same through your journey. Well, if you're a creator, anything that you create, you just need to keep creating. And if you've all these things come in. I don't know how they work for you, but they just stay in my head and they hurt my head and I've got to get them out of my head. Mm. So the minute you do that, you feel like you've achieved something, then it makes room for something else to come through. And that's the same with ideas. That's the same with um, anything that it's creative or anything that you have to do. You just got to get it out of your head. You've got to be able to sleep. And because people don't really sleep, it's because they've got so many ideas in there. That's it's me. Just, that's just, to a team yeah, me. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're really creative, they just don't stop coming through, and you're like, oh, another one, and another one, and another. And that's like you said, you may need to get people to work with you to create that magic with you. Yeah. And that's what I love doing. You build a team that love you, you build a team for support, you build a team for just bouncing off one another. Um, sometimes being on your own is a bit of a loan light to me. It's like I feel like I'm in a padded cell when I'm on my own. Mm. Um, not that I've been in a padded cell, but um, <laughs> I can imagine what it's like. You just keep hitting your head going, what am I going to do? Whereas if you've got that extra voice that believes in you, it's quite magical. So totally. Cool. I love it. Well, yeah. where I would like to start, I mean, there's a million ways I'd like to go with this, but I'd love to start at the beginning of your journey. I think a lot of times we Whoa. see everybody's highlight reel, right? And oh my God, mm. she's working with celebrities and doing this. And But there's a whole backstory of how that how you got to that place. So was mm. hairdressing something that you always wanted to do or how did you enter into this industry? Okay, we're going back to 1980. <laughs> That's nobody will believe that but we'll that's take it a lot of years and that's when um that's when opportunities were amazing okay that's when and that's one thing I feel for the kids now they don't have opportunity they don't have a career choice right now um but you forget how lucky you were because you were given a choice in year 10 you could leave and go and become a trade or go into a college and do great things or you went to university and you never felt dumb. Okay. You never felt like 
and that's the thing that I I I hear kids now and they feel dumbed because oh I have to go to uni what are you going to do at uni oh I don't know oh Mm -hmm. that's sad (laughs) that has been my number one motivator for this podcast is exactly eliminating that yeah and it was like we were given a choice and we were not treated any different like if the kids wanted to go to uni they went to uni the kids that went to do a trade at a college they went to college but there was no oh my god I'm better than you or you're better than me that was it was not about that so we were free to be who we wanted. And the 80s was that. We had so many different um, vibes, cultures, dreams, visions. It was very visionary back then. It wasn't about we loved everyone. We loved whoever. There was no such thing. Like, look, being an ethnic growing up, it wasn't very nice. Like you were teased. You were throwing things at you, all of that. But I didn't give a shit. I didn't care. That yeah. built me up to be a strong, strong ethnic female. And I loved that. And I wasn't precious. I wasn't a princess. I didn't go home crying to my mum. I didn't whinge to people. I just knew what I wanted in my heart. And I just wanted a really fancy car. <laughs> just what I, wanted. <laughs> I just wanted a car. And that happened. My dad saw that I worked. He took me straight to a bank. Um, it was like a union. It was like a union bank. He goes, here she goes. I was 16 years old and I was making my $43 a week and he made oh me God. borrow money and I bought my first car, which oh was a Honda. Oh, my God. Back then, a Honda. That was my was. first and car too. <laughs> that was my first car and I bought it and I thought, oh, I got a car. I'm really cool. And then it got better and better. And you just have to have a vision where you don't want to be. Yeah, that's what I did. Mm. My vision was I didn't want to be blah, blah, blah. But I did want to do celebrities. And I had that in my head back then. And the first celebrity that I idolized, and just letting you know, before that, without really knowing who they were, I was doing Elle McPherson. I was do- and I was 16. No, what? 14 and nine months when I started working. Oh, when you started working, months. not when you started doing the I- celebrity hair. Oh, no, I started doing them between 15 and 16 years old. But I didn't know they were celebrities back then. Yeah. But all I knew was Kylie Minogue. And okay. that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, eventually, I did her in my 40s. Oh, my God. Um, but I wasn't that. It was really lovely to do her. But in the meantime, I had done Nicole's hair for a cover of a magazine um, at the age of 16. Oh, my I God. I did McPherson when she was called The Bod. And people were saying she'll never make it in this world. But there was something, like I used to look at her and go, there's something magical about you. Oh, wow. She wasn't the the typical model-looking girl because she was so tall and buxomous and curvaceous. And you looked at her and you just went, oh, you're just, wow. Like I was down to her knees. That's how (laughs) short I was. And she was so, I was like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. But I would have been, we're the same age. She would have been about, I think I was a year older than her. Yeah. Um, but I knew something was going to happen with her. With Nicole, you could tell because I just did, she just did BMX Bandits. So that was a huge um, movie for her to be in. But other than that, I didn't know what I had until years and years later. 
Like yeah. I didn't know. So me, was the salon work. that you started at, like if you started getting these kind yeah. of opportunities so soon, yeah. did you work for a really well-regarded salon yeah. and you chose that yeah. because of, you knew that if you were going to make it somewhere, that's where you were going to start? Oh God, yeah. Look, I worked for a gentleman by the name of Lloyd Lomas, who I just loved. And, yeah. um, but he was tough on me. He was really, really tough. Like I was like, he's, I, look, my husband worked for him as well. My husband was his right hand, like his right hand man. He's very tough on Jim. Um, but yet I was only like, remember, I finished, I did hairdressing from the age of 14 and nine months. By 19, I had my own salon and I was oh my god. So wow. that says a lot that you, I had my career, my salon all sorted before I was 20 years old. So I was, but to get to that was, whoa. And but do you, would you recommend that now someone going in? Like, was there a major? Yes. Yeah. Like yes. just dive in like, and do but, it. But what, uh, what are people scared of? Yeah. Please explain. What, what are you scared of? Work? If you're scared of hard work, then just go to the door. <laughs> go, don't work. Yeah. I'm not scared of work. I'm not scared of um, working 30 hours I'm not working. I'm not, I'm not, sorry. I'm not scared of working long days, 20 hour mm-hmm. days. I was never scared. I had that energy, but in the same time, I take care of myself. I don't, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't take drugs. I don't do it. I've never have done any of that sort of stuff, yeah. but people around me have, and I've loved them and I've, I've, I've lived off that energy. So I have no problem. I'm Switzerland everywhere. I just don't deal with narcissistic people very well. Mm. That's the only thing in the world I cannot deal with. And I've been so lucky that the celebrities I've worked with have never been that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good thing. So, so that, with them, you go. So how I started. So how I started. So Nicole Kimmel was my first one at 16 years old. Wow. Okay. So then after that, uh, sort of, I went into my salon. So when you've got a salon, you can't really go out and do photo shoots. Totally. Well, that's where my brain's kind of going. Like, how do you go, like, diving into a salon path that consumes you and building your clientele and profile? Building your brand? Yeah. Okay. So I never, ever lived off anyone. I didn't. I worked for Lloyd Lomas, but I didn't live off his name. Mm. A lot of my team live off my name, which Mm. is fine. I don't give it. I don't care. Um. But they will come into my salon and work for me and then go out. Fine, not a problem. But I never, ever live off that man, man's name. I am telling you his name because he was, a, he was a good man to work with. He was a hard man to work with. Did he give me opportunities? Oh, my God. He mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity to be able to understand editorial. He yeah. uh, made me understand backstage he would send me to shows and I would do the hair all on my own like 15 models all on my own oh my god so I was like oh my god they were just like coming 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 it's like you just I just knew that speed and then I had to re-educate myself to slow down because mm. I was so fast yeah and then you'd have to sort of retrain yourself to go slow but so that stopped so I bought my salon with my husband in 19. 19- 86 oh my god so I started in the 80s had my salon in 86 then all editorial went down like I just couldn't do it and you met your husband at the salon that you started at yeah 
He was oh 18 God. and I was 16 and we're still together. Touch wood. <laughs> Touch wood. He's up there. So he's upstairs somewhere. Um, so we did that, that, um, we did that, but he's never the guy in, he's never in your face. Like he's more behind the scenes, which is where I'd like him. Yeah. <laughs> he never tells me what. I'm the star, darling. <laughs> no, he's actually the star. People just don't get it. He's the one that's chosen all our parts. Yeah. He's chosen. This is what we're going to do. This is what you're, he's done that. He has the vision. Without me. Yeah. He's, he's the, I'm the worker. He's the visionaire. Yeah, cool. But I'm, so it's sort of really magical in a way. Like he doesn't tell me what I can't do. If I have an idea, I have to prove to him why is that idea good. He just doesn't let me go with that idea, which is great. Um, Look, you got to understand, I've been around for nearly four decades. Wow. And I'm still relevant. And I know I'm still relevant. Totally. Totally are. It's when you've been around that long and you're not relevant. Yeah. That's a problem. I know yeah. that I can still do what I do and do it even to the best. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's a good thing to know within yourself. Never doubt yourself. Yeah. People doubt. People can doubt yourself. People can doubt you. But it doesn't really matter. As long as you know that you can work hard, you've got good work ethic, and, and that is the strongest thing that gets us to where we want to go. So if you've got a dream, you've got a vision, you've got to sit down, map it out and do it. Yeah. Put the people in place to help you get to that place. Yeah. Yes, I did want to do celebrity. I wanted everything. So I had 10 years of nothing work-wise. So just focusing on the salon at that point? Focusing on the salon, focusing on getting amazing team players. Yeah. And I got some of the best and we worked and we laughed. And the way we got it is because we weren't so serious. And that's what the fun was in the 80s and the 90s. It wasn't so selfish. It yeah. wasn't so self-deprivate. It was all about hair. It was all about the people that we work with. It was the love of hair. And right now it's it's a bit of an echo. I'm thinking everyone's like, it's all about me. It's all about my lifestyle, which is great. Yeah. But I think we're forgetting, we are forgetting why we got into this craft because of the hair, because yeah. of the people. And so what if I want to work? Like I still love working on my Saturdays because all the fun people come on a Saturday. Mm. I find the boring people come during the week, but the fun people come on a Saturday. And I've grown up, I've had two kids and I've still work a Saturday. So I'm wow. still on the floor. So, yeah, I so between, um, so 1986, put my head down. By 1992, I started getting some incredible team members. Um, my husband was still cutting on the floor there, which was really fun. Um, and then I had my two children. Okay. So that's the 90s for you. Your kids are the same age as me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 29 and 26. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, so that's, and I was still young. I opened up my salon. I started editorial, um, but I had to give up a whole lot to run my salon. Yeah. So building up the team was the, the key purpose. Then by the noughties, I started. So not an end of 96, when my son was born, Aiden, he was like six months old and I there was something missing. Mm. I had my two kids. I had my son, but there was something missing in my yeah. heart um and I loved reading Italian vogues you can't read them but I could I just love looking <laughs> at them 
I love um, Dutch Vogue. I love uh, French Vogue, Italian Vogue, all the, all the Vogues. There were no Ws. There were no Vanity Fairs. There were just Vogues. And I would open them and I'd go, okay, I love this hair. Yeah. How the fuck am I ever going to get somewhere to be taught this hair? Okay. And then one of my girlfriends was um, a designer, Colette Dinigan. She was starting her collections in Paris. She had already done two. And I was like, oh, I was in awe of that. I went, this is what I want. And I just, I was looking at her. On, she was actually on TV while I was breastfeeding my son. And I said to my husband, I want to be in Paris with Colette. And he goes, go. I'm like, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. He goes, go, go. I said, I just can't go. And he goes, what's the worst thing Colette could say to you? I go, no. He's scared of no. When have you been scared of no? Yeah. So I asked her. And she and it was Sam McKnight. And okay. I don't know if you know who Sam McKnight yeah. yeah. So you know Sam, Sam McKnight yeah. was doing the hair for her, camp- yes. her clothing campaign. No, the edit, the catwalk. Oh, she had twenty-five supermodels walking down her runway. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. So I had known Sam McKnight from. I bought the book. There was a beautiful book called The Art of Hair. He yeah. was in Orlando. All these great Guido was in there, and I just I used to I still have the book and I still fold it and go. I just get sends goosebumps down um, my body. Yeah. So I still look at that and I thought I know who Sam McKnight is. And then I would read Italian Vogue and I would see coiffeur Sam McKnight. I thought, I have to get, I have to get on one of his shows. I asked college, she said, no problem, but you will be passing up. I went, I don't care. <laughs> I'll do anything. I don't care. I don't care. Mine, and I would have been 30 years old by then. Yeah. So my career went boom from 30. Wow. I think that's so, so important to share and to yeah, hear that. Don't that think you no have to be 19. Was I tough? Yes, yeah. because I've been brought up tough. I went through a very tough era. Um, there was no girl boy thing. I, I like there was no girl power. There was none of that. So I had to show my team how good I was with these two hands, not with who I am or who I do. It was with these. You put your head down and you work mm-hmm. and you work and you work until you get it to what you think is beautiful. So that was that. So Sam McKnight, I worked with Sam on the Colette Dinigan show and he loved what so I did. So you just flew to Paris? Like you messaged her and she was already there and you said, can no, I come? No, 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 Colette lives in Sydney. Okay. So it was her first collection. Like, so, okay, she would have been the first Australian designer to go and show on the pa- on the catwalks of Paris. Oh, my God. And I was just like, oh, I just wanted a bit of that. Yeah. I just wanted to go to Paris with Colette. She allowed me. Okay, cool. And I went. I had to borrow money. I had no money. Yeah. Because we had, like, to go to Paris, get a hotel. It was a lot of money for me. Totally. You have two kids. Yeah. Yeah. Two kids, paying rent. Yeah, paying rent, doing whatever. So we had to borrow money from somewhere for me just to go. Anyway, I went there. Magical. I remember it was just, like, I don't know, I was in Paris. I was 30. It was every every person's dream yeah I was about to work with Sam McKnight then he liked what I did and then he invited me back mm. and I didn't know what that meant yeah I was like I went up to Colette and said Colette Sam just invited me back she goes I go what does that mean she goes he wants you to keep coming back on his shows I went <gasps> and I went oh I can't afford that 
Like I just thought, oh, yeah. But that thought, I just kept thinking, my bank, my bank's got zilch in it. I don't have any money. I can't go back. Whatever, whatever. It was really hard. Then I went back home. The minute you started telling people that you've just done the Paris catwalk, the clients were just coming. Oh wow! And I was like, what the? The magazines would write about you. That's where magazines were very, very relevant. The magazines would write about you. All of a sudden, you would be asked to do the cover of Vogue. Oh, my God. Then then Harper's Bazaar would ask you to do the hair. Then it was like, whoa. Then six months later, I went back to Paris. I didn't have to borrow money. Mm -hmm. I, I had some money. So I went back again, did the show with Sam. He loved me. I loved him. We had so much fun. Again, I went again. So for about three, four years, which is six seasons. But then he started um, not doing as many shows. And I thought, okay, now I can afford this. What am I going to do? I met Eugene Solomon. And now he's like my brother. Like he and I have been together for like nearly 20 years now. So he's my boss, mentor, you name it. So I kept going to Paris, London, Milan, and New York. I did that for about two, three years, which was so hard on my family yeah. and my business. And that's when I hired, started hiring uh, people just to run my salon, um, to be there when I wasn't there, To and I hired better and better hairdressers. So if I'm not there, they're there to train them. But I would literally start taking two to three people overseas a year with me. To and Because I'm always like, I love this. I need yeah. them to see it. So I yeah. always took someone with me to feel the love and the bond. Um, and that's how it started. So from wow. that, doing all the catwalks and working with Eugene, I would do Prada, I would do Valentino, I would do Gucci, I would do all the top shows with Eugene. And then it started getting really busy for me. I started doing covers. I started doing campaigns for around the world, my salon. So I was doing it all. And by the time I got to 40, I sort of just went, okay, what do you really want right now, Renya? So I thought, thought, okay, well, I can't do the 12 weeks a year out of my country. I can't do it anymore. So I cut it down. But I started taking my team a lot more with me. So we felt like someone was with me. I could build them up. Um, it, I, I love giving. I love giving. Yeah. Um, so many people have taken from me, hurt me, but I still give. Mm. So I, I don't let that go. So that started. And then all of a sudden, Nicole Kidman saw my work on a cover of a magazine for Vogue and she said, I love that. So it started. And then from that, uh. I got the Kate Blanchett's from the Kate Blanchett's. I got the Tony Collette, the Naomi Watts, the Margot Robbie's. And it comes from. It just snowballs. Yeah. So I was, so as you can see, there's an Instagram sensation. Mm-hmm. Back then there was a, 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 a like magazine, Vogue yeah. magazine sensation. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I still do. I just have a, I've just got a cover of Naomi and uh, Natalie Portman now. Wow. I just did. And I, a dream come true. I did it for the Dior campaign, a beauty campaign. Oh, wow. So for them to bring Dior to Australia, mm-hmm. a beautiful product like Dior, normally they wouldn't get someone like me doing it because I'm not in their realm. And Natalie just said, no, I want Renya. So she's fallen in love with me. And she's like, no, I want my Renya. So they were ready to have all their French hairdressers, French makeup artists come to the country. And 
that's the power that people like that have over you. And she's like, no. Because she I'm, knows I'm that right if now. she knows you and likes you, she feels comfortable yeah. that she can yeah. sit there yeah. and you're going to give her the look yeah. that is the most beautiful thing for yeah. her and understand her. And yeah, totally. Yeah. It's and so many times she just, yeah, because everyone on the set would sort of jade her a little bit. She was like, oh, and then you, she knew when she walked back into our room, we were her calmness. Mm. We had candles burning. We had a beautiful essence. It was really beautiful music in there. And we knew what to do for her. So she was special and you do you you one thing I've learned from all of these actresses and actors or actors um is you morph in you've got to morph in you can't just be you at all times Mm. you have to read the room you have to read the person and you need to look at them and that's where as a head it's hairdresser's eyes you go okay I need to tone down on that I can't be who I am right now and I take it on as an acting role Mm. And that's how I do my Vogue's and Harper's. I do not do what I do on Vogue, what I do on Harper's. And I don't do what As I do on As in your personality Clinton. and the way like you're not, work. your work is changing, yet what it's looking your work, like. But your personality has to change with the people that you work to. Yeah. Because there are people that are really, really hard to work with and that are so, so rude when you work mm. with them and you go down with them. You don't mm. fight them. Yeah, because it's not about you. It's yeah. about making that beautiful picture work. So on an average day for me from the year 2000, 2000 to 2010, I would literally go to work. I would have a Vogue shoot at nighttime, work through the day, wake up in the morning and have a, um, a Harper shoot, finish my Harper shoot, go back to work. I was literally working through the clock like this. Oh, my God. And it would be, I would do two to three Vogue shoots or Harper shoots through the week, go into the salon, work full time, then do a campaign. That, there was no Weller and Dyson back then. That's yeah. come now. Wow. So I would literally build up my editorial. Like I had stacks of editorial books, covers, covers, covers. And you do burn out and yeah. you do burn out. And then some you're still you work working in the like salon it. on the floor at that point as well, have right, is always. what you're saying when you're going yep. between, yeah. Then I had to go home and be a mummy. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. You had to go home and be a mum. So because I work with so many different people, my personality kept changing. It was like, oh, my God, this is erratic. But that's what the job entailed. And I loved it. I didn't care. Like I would go to, to a photo shoot and then someone would be so tough and I'd be like, oh, God, I have to work with that person today. Mm. And you go, let's do the acting role today. Yeah. And it is what it is. But you know what? That's the, They're creatives. And that's what you you just do. You don't really. Yeah. I learned so much and that is priceless for me. Totally. Oh my God. What a story. I love it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love it. And when did, I guess we've talked about, you kind of mentioned the Wella and the Dyson and that did that, when did that kind of come in or how did that come in okay, for you? So, so for 10 years, I was working, I worked strong on my editorial techniques and traveling the world and doing all of that, building up teams. To, in, teams. Then from about 2011 to, say, I don't know, 2016, 2015, like I said, a lot of magazine editor, uh, stylists, different stylists started. So those stylists wanted different hairdressers and different makeup items. Mm. So 
because I chose to be in my salon a lot more because I had um, gotten my third salon by that stage, oh, wow. the city salon. Yeah. Um, and then I had to really, so at the start, we had a bigger team, um, which was quite cool, but did I want it? No, I didn't that want That wasn't where team. your passion lay. Your passion was. It in was the- a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it like it was, it was there. I had it. I, I had it for 10 years, which was great. Um, but it was, I just still liked my smaller family salon. Yeah. Um, and as soon as we got rid of the city salon, I felt good. Okay. I felt good. I felt like I could really go back to my normal family business again. And I love, so I did that, but my, my agent said to me one day, cause I said, Oh, hair's becoming really boring now because it's when the Instagram hair sort of came around mm-hmm. that natural beach hair that we had been doing anyway. So you would go on a photo shoot, but it wasn't glamour anymore. It wasn't mm-hmm. avant-garde enough. It wasn't heavy, cool, fun hair anymore. Yeah. So I would say, no, I would say, no, 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 no. Um, I wouldn't. I, did, I thought if I'm just going to do a natural blow dry, I'd rather be in my salon making money and being with my team. Yeah. Just to let you know, when you do an editorial shoot, it was only $150 for the day. Oh my so god! So it wasn't much money. So I was no. actually only doing it for the picture. Yeah. So, so that you had was... something to release or something yes. that got published yes. with your name yes. is then creating yes. the revenue yes. by bringing drawing yes. people to your salon. There you go. Exactly. So mm. my name became strong because I was creating magical hair, hair that you weren't, hair that you couldn't really see, um, hair that you wouldn't really see in the salon, but yet it was cool enough because it was, there was a lot of imperfections in the hair, but it was yeah. a bit crazy, but it was a bit cool. It was a bit all of that. So if you look at the, what I've created in the Pashka, oh, oh no, you couldn't do that in the salon, but then natural hair came in the magazines. And I thought, I am not going to leave my salon for a blow dry. Like, yeah, like it was really quite boring. So my agent at the time said to me, create your own. I went, what do you mean create my own? I'm not going to go and create my own magazine. So I got a website called Valons.com. And I did my own photo shoots with the best hair, makeup, photographer, stylist, because I had worked for so many years with great people. Yeah they did me the biggest favor of giving me their time. Yeah. So I'd have the best photographers creating beautiful images that we loved. I loved, I curated, I produced Your I did every. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were, and then I did that for about a year solid, like a year solid of, I think I did 52 to 70 shoots in that year. And that's a lot of shoots. I would yeah. do five in, in a week sometimes. Oh my God. So Dyson and Weller saw that. Okay. And from there, that's when I became their global ambassadors. Yeah. Because the, the work was just boom, 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 boom. And it was all about being creative. And, um, I never sort of thought it would get to that. Yeah. So after I had my Dyson and my Weller contracts, I've got my Mizutani contract, people that I love, um, I had to slow it down. Yeah. And then I was traveling for them. And those are the brands then that are, when you're saying your first trip to Paris, you had to get a loan out at this point, if Wella's sending you or Dyson sending you, they're paying for that experience for you as well. Yeah. And Mm. a good air ticket as well. Yeah. (laughs) But you're getting, yeah. And you're, and then you realize I am creating for global campaigns now. Wow. And so your heartbeat's like, okay, I never thought I'd get to this point. Yeah. And that's, 
And then I've gone overseas to do big campaigns with um, Kate Blanchard for SK2. Um, I just did the Dior one now. Um, Hugh Jackman for um, his campaign. So I'm still wow. doing a lot of that. I'm still in the salon cutting hair. I still do photo shoots. Like today, um, I just did my Zimmerman um, hair trial. We're still doing Zimmerman. But it's yeah, it's still all happening. And yeah. I still really, really love it. And I've still got one bloody strong team, which is amazing. In your so salon. To me, to have these guys that have worked for me for like 10 years, one's wow. 30 years. So I, I trust them. I love yeah. them. They love me. They don't want anything from me but me, which yeah. is actually really special. Yeah. Where did the name Valons come from? Absolutely nowhere. Really? <laughs> Valons, <laughs> I, I, I think I need to make some. I think I need to make something up about that. But no, it's just like salons, valons. It was catchy. No one else can take it because it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Like other people have names like oh I don't know all these other names and it means something. This one means absolutely. Nothing. Oh my god. But I use, but I use the X a lot now. I'll say Valons X. Yeah. Because I've got Salon X. Yeah. And X is my surname, so I'm. Yeah putting the x in there a lot so more which cool. is nice do you know yeah. before i moved here so i moved to australia four and a half years ago i applied yeah. to your salon but from canada oh God. no yeah God. this is good story <laughs> and your team i don't think it was you but whoever was on your team doing that you yeah. were the only not the only ones but the first ones to respond to my cover letter and my what resume year, what year was that, that what year was that 2017 I was determined that I was coming to Australia and I was going to have a job lined up before I moved and everything. And your team was the first one to reach out and be like, we'd love to meet you. Come in when you get here. Yeah. yeah. But would we have had to sponsor you? Uh, No, I was on a working holiday at that point. But when I, yeah, that would have been, I had a one year working holiday. But yeah. I ended up traveling and I lived in Melbourne and I lived in Queensland and my, yeah. my path, it, it's funny now I laugh at myself being yeah. like that I had this, yeah. I had to have a job lined up before I moved and your salon yeah. was when I Googled and, you know, was planning where I was going to work. I worked for this powerhouse really? Canadian salon and yeah, your salon yeah. was in my, I probably so, sent out five and yours was one of them. So who, what made you come to us? To your salon? Yeah, the reputation. I loved all the the different colors, the diversity in your Instagram page. Um, The editorial stuff was what I was kind of wanting to do, something different. Um, And my career has taken me in a totally different path now. And I... I've always specialized in color and that's what I, what I do love and realize, you know, you don't have to be good at everything. You can find your, your thing, but yeah, we definitely... Pardon? Well, I can't, I can't color hair, yeah. but I can color hair. Yeah. I was a colorist, yeah. but I, you had to choose who you, like if you told that me. That was to the do same as me, we foil, had to choose. I could do that, yeah. Like it, I can dip dye colors, I can do cool colors for editorial shoot. Yeah. Um, but for me to do color all day, that's a, that's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, like it's I so can't funny. do that. But that, that's, I mean, look, that, that's why, sorry, I asked you that because it is, 
No, I love it. But I, it's a full circle yeah. moment because I remember sitting at the kitchen table in my house in Canada, typing them all up. And I was so I'd never mm. applied to any job, really, because I worked at the same salon since I was in high school before I moved wow. here. So I was there for seven years. And yeah, I just mm. I remember so vividly that you, you your team was the first ones to respond to me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very thank much. <laughs> I ended up being in Melbourne, but you know, it all it's all come full circle now, I hasn't think, it? I, I think people, once they come to Australia, they really want to know. They love Sydney, but they want to know more. And there's like four or five other states that I'll go to. And once you go and see all these other states, you yeah. sort of see where you fit in, which is yeah. But a lot of people tend to go to Melbourne. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. I love, I love, I wish I, I don't know when we're going to go next, but I, I know. wish I could go. And then, I love, yeah, love I started it. working at Rock Ebony with Charlene. And yes, that's oh how, yes. Yeah, yes. So then she love was her. going, I think that was the year that she went to New York Fashion Week with you, maybe. Yes. Must, yes somewhere yes, around yes. that time. And when oh, I rem- I recognized your name and I was like, oh, that's the salon that I loved yeah. in Sydney and that experience yeah. of going to New York Fashion Week. So you've worked on all those fashion shoot fashion shows yeah. and done all that. But it still hasn't that energy hasn't gone. I've still got the grace. Like, look, a lot of people like I've got well, Travis just left, he opened up his own salon and he's still a big part of my life. But I've still got the Darren Borthwicks, I've still got the Kieran's, I've still got people that are beautiful in editorial and I've had people like my um, my beautiful Sophie Roberts, I've had Michael Brennan and people, we're still connected, we still work, we still love each other. Mm. So there's an editorial life that really sits in to the hairdressing life, which a lot of lot of people don't know about mm. and they don't actually understand it. It's the part that's dreamy. It's the part of hairdressing that tells a story. It's the part of hairdressing that you can be free in. And there's a, there's a fine line be, between salon cutter and editorial stylist. And there's a freedom in your hands and there's a freedom in your heart. And it's very, you can't explain it, but once you've got it, it's a beautiful way to do hair. Yeah. And it's a nice way to actually look at hair. And I still love going into the salon and cutting hair. Mm-hmm. And I just loved every minute of going down to um, Zimmerman now and creating hair for the runway. So yeah. it, it's nice where it takes you. And I love it because it's taken me on big s- stages in London. It's taken me to New York. It's taken me to Paris. It's taken me everywhere. Um, it's just a really, really nice thing to have. And it didn't come to me soon. It didn't. It started, yeah. the bigness started when I was 40, but the long, hard yards started from 30 to 40. Yeah. I think that's so valuable. Like, I really yeah. love that about these conversations. Like, I just really, I started all these podcasts for myself, yeah. just, you know, to, yeah. to gain yeah. knowledge and think, how am I going to get to the next step? And the biggest thing that I've, I've heard from so many of the, my guests is the time, yeah. like you, you have to have time to establish yourself. And I feel like for you, if you didn't have your salon as your backbone yeah. or something in a business, whether it's a salon yeah. or not, you wouldn't have been able to go on those no. extra things no. because that salon is generating your income behind the scenes, right? Totally. Oh my God, thank you, you very much. If yes. you didn't have that salon and you yeah. were just an editorial stylist, you're only getting no. those little drip feeds here and there, right? Yes. You have to have thank something, you. right? 
Yes. Yeah. You get it because a lot of people are like, why do you have a team? Why do you have a salon? Why do you do this? Because I've got so much to give, number yeah. one. And to me, team is everything. Mm-hmm. Like I would not go to Fashion Week without a team, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't. So I love it when I sit there and I have got to my left and to my right creators. Yeah. I don't like walking in and sitting on my own. Mm-hmm. I love to look. Because every single minute of the day I'm looking and I'm enjoying and I'm learning and I just don't think a lot of kids, I've, I hate it because I sound old, I just think they're so connected. In, hey, at least you don't look well, old. Just, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God, oh God, the sun. Please, sun, come and glitch me out. I want that light. I'm going to upgrade. Look, I'm going to upgrade Oh, my God. Myself. You know, this is just a little Kmart light. You just get a little Kmart one. It's here and it's not even working on me. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? That's bullshit. It's oh, my God. That's too funny. Um, I've had 20 bottles of wine and I don't even drink. Um, <laughs> but anyway, what were we saying? Uh, look, I, look, I, look, I love it because every decade there's a new vibe and there yeah. is a new vibe and I've caught on to the vibe of Instagram. And I've taken that and I've loved it. I've hired a social media girl and we just bounce. We bounce and we vibe and we love it. So does she say to you, like, Rania, this is what's cool with this reel, like you. So she's giving you ideas of what to create, but your hands are the the magic making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it. And she's saying, this is what's cool. You need to do a TikTok or this or that or this song or. Yeah. Cool. Well, she'll like we're we're doing all these things now because she's lives uh, quite far away from us, and she's the only one we've actually got on the book still. To, like everyone yeah. is now in COVID, but Ruby is one I've kept because yeah. her and I talk all day. Mm-hmm. We talk, talk, talk. We like after you, we've got, we're going to have a Zoom because so okay. So again, so now we're in COVID. I can't cope with being at home on my own, so I've created. Um, I was I'm training my team. And then I thought, you know what? I want to I, I want to give my f- education for free to other hairdressers. Mm. And then we and then I said to my young boy Trey, who's a, a millennial, I said, "What do you think I should do, sweetheart? What What do you think?" And he goes, "Okay, well, we'll do this, 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 and this." I'm like, "Done. We're going to do it." Mm. And then he set me up and whatever. And then we're emailing everyone. And so I said, "Look, all I can do is twenty guys because I'm scared because I'm yeah. nervous about doing it. On I hate dolly heads. I hate yeah. all that stuff." So what I did, I actually went in and shaved all the dolly heads, hated the dolly heads, and started putting all my wigs on. Uh, I've got like 150 wigs. So I thought, okay, I'm going to put wigs on their heads because they're cool haircuts that I've done in the past yeah. for, for photo shoots, pink ones, red ones, blue ones, all colours and whatever. So he said, great, we've got a new way to do that. So um, it's now become 20 people now to nearly 200 on Saturday. And it's for free. All you got to do is say, hey, Renya, can I be part of your Zoom lockdown lessons? Yeah. Um, and we'll just send you a link and you just watch it. Just watch me for an hour. Then they've got questions. So I'll be doing this all through lockdown. So people wow. know Saturdays at 12 o'clock, you're going to watch. It's we call, them, we call them the lockdown series and episode one episode two episode yeah. three until lockdown's finished and then after that i, I don't know but i had many to think episodes <laughs> no mid-october we've been told now oh, mid-october gosh. so we've got another six weeks 
to but go. those are the things that keep you motivated don't you think like having dun, dun, a schedule dun, like that dun, and it's the dun. same for me with this like uh, yeah and- well when you emailed me I was like done put in the yeah. dark it gives me something to do yeah I thought <laughs> now take it now let's take it I do all my meetings I do everything I can it's like if I can do and this is another thing I think people should realize don't wait to book it in next week Mm. do it now if you can do it now do it now because next week another opportunity will come Mm. so you've got to be ready for the opportunities that's all I've ever if you're going to do it do it now if you if you really want to do it like you just got to make room for it because next week I'll get another call I'll do something else because every week my weeks get busy because I'm busy yeah and I and I actually work on myself to do that for me to stay at home, hey, listen, my house is so clean. I'm like, I can't clean it anymore. <laughs> I, I love seeing I, all the working. organization behind you too. This is right up my oh, alley, all your little organized. I, 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 I keep changing everything. And my husband's like, how many times can you go to office works? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I'm bored. But um, so, yes, yeah, so I've, I've got my workroom there. I've got here. So I'm constantly on Zooms with the team, um, catching up with them, trying to motivate them. Um, but my love is I all day tomorrow, I'll be prepping all my looks and then I'll be on the zoom tomorrow working with, um, all the hairdressers and hopefully they'll become regulars and we keep adding and adding. But what we do, we ask them, what looks do you want? Cause like I've yeah. got a hundred looks yeah. like tw- I could do 30 ponytails for you, 30 mm. types of ponytails. So I'll put it up and then they'll, you know, when you do that poll, I go, which yeah. one do you want? And they'll go, okay, we want that one. And then I'll secretly add in the other one as well. Mm. And then they'll ask me questions and it's, some are sad and I, it's like, I want to work and help you. And then I may ring them later to yeah. talk to them. Um, but I just want to be there for anyone that's finding it hard creatively, emotionally. Um, uh, I, I'm here. If you want yeah. me, call me, DM me. I am more than happy to talk to you yeah. because it's something this career has been so kind to me. It's been so good to me. And one thing I say to my team, guys, if you don't take care of your job, your career, it will never take care of you. Mm. So take care of it. So you if you're not put, you. as in like, if you're not putting in the time to get yeah. the extra education or to network yep. with those people that yep. are going to take you to the next yep. step, it's never going to yep. do that. You're always going to just yep. stay where you are. But don't be an opportunist. Mm. But don't be narcissistic and don't be an opportunist because people can see through that. Yeah. If you're genuinely kind and you genuinely want to, to you, if when you, when I say take care of your job, I'm saying take care of those clients, mm. take care of, take care of you so yeah. you can be amazing for them on the floor because yeah. that pays for your rent. It pays totally. for your food. It pays for your lifestyle. So if you're not taking care of it, how are you going to have that nice life? Totally. And I, and the other thing I would say to my team is you are so honored that that client has booked in for you. They could have gone up the road, up the street. They could have gone to a million hairdressers, but they called the lawns and they booked into you. Yeah. Honor it, love it and treasure it and respect them because it's a huge honor that they've chosen you to do their hair today. And I think that's very important. It's not like, Oh my God, we're going to be so busy when we go back. Don't do that. Yeah. Just say, how can I make myself strong and healthy and prepared to go for back that. to? Yeah. 
prepare to go back and be good within yourself. So I'm still trying to work on the team to be like that because they're like, we're going to be so busy. They're already stressed now about the stress of two months from now or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, stop it. You're going to jinx it. Just let's work on us so we know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love the team that I have now because I can actually ring every single one. Like every day I've got a book of who I ring Mm -hmm. and I love it. I really love the conversations we've been having. Not one is, they're all good human beings. And that is so important that you make sure now in my life. Yeah. Before you'd have to get people that would be like, I had one girl say to me, you know, I'm only here so you can teach me and I can leave and open up my own salon. I went, okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay. but you will not be getting any extracurricular <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. No, oh, like, very direct. Okay. Yeah, I was like, okay, that's really nice of you to say that. That's great. Okay, see you, bye. <laughs> um, but it, it is, it, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. I've worked with them. The best people were from the 80s because no one gave a shit in the 80s. Yeah. And they were fun. And no one was, um, it, was just, it was just a cool vibe. And I really believe that I've nurtured that to through a lot of my team. And I have a lot of people, and this is what I see my team as. You know, the, the chocolate, the favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, the favorite. I I think one's one's a flake, one's a Turkish delight, one's um, a hazelnut drop. Yeah. And, but they're but they're all yummy. Yeah. They're all different <laughs> and delicious. And they that's yummy. your advice, and, chocolate. <laughs> Like I don't drink, I, just, I don't smell, but drink. I love a favorite. <laughs> because you can buy the box and you go, oh, I can relate to that one. But when you walk into the salon, they're, they're all different. They're all wacky, but they're all magically delicious. Yeah. And when you talk to each one of them, my heart pounds. And I think in my latter years, to be able to have such strong, good hairdressers mm-hmm. that love their craft, and that what nothing from you but the yeah. best that's actually magical for me that's so cool has there been a moment just like spinning around to something else that was like a defining moment for you in a, a mistake almost like something that happened on a shoot on a set yeah. on in the salon that you were like mortified or I don't know something that was like yeah I'll tell yes, me yes okay um well I can tell you some sad stories but I won't say those ones um, like a, a one, lesson that you learned from that changed the direction of your career or something that you would never oh, do there was again. a few things there was a few things like I remember saying to one of I'll, I'll tell you a funny story mm-hmm. but I won't say I won't say the celebrity's name okay but <laughs> I went to hair expo yeah. and I was doing a cover for English Vogue so that's a big thing mm-hmm. it was for English Vogue and I remember going to Hair Expo, and as you do, you go and buy tongs, you go buy things, all the newest and latest and gadgets and everything. So I came home with, oh, like I was at the Easter show. <laughs> so I bought the tongs, and I bought the tongs, and I put them in my kit, ready to go and do the cover for the magazine. Anyway, my best friend, who's a makeup artist, was Liz Kelsch. And she's got beautiful hair, just like you, blonde, long, gorgeous. And we said, I said, okay, Liz sit down I've got these tongs from uh hair expert I just want to try them on your hair took, took them out of the packet and the twisties and the you know how they're really hard to get out of the box yeah everything. oh they must oh they must be really good because they're so packaged in anyway I started 
I put the heat on, whatever. I took the back of her hair like this. This is the tongue. I put the tongue on. Literally two seconds, all came off. <laughs> no. I fucking died. Like in those I videos that you see online. Of, yes. And then that video became viral about five years later. Like, I, I like, did that must, first. She must have used the tongue I had. Anyway, the big celebrity, I went, <gasps> what if I did that on yeah, so my heart just went. <gasps> I had, I just didn't even know. I had a panic attack, and Liz was like, Liz actually had to slap me because I was just like, going, ah! she bring you, and she slapped me, and I went, fuck. <laughs> anyway, Liz is washed. Walks, she's gone. Liz is going to and and the person goes, oh my god, Liz, what happened to your hair? She goes, what? Nothing. I I should have pinned it down. Anyway, I just thought, whoa. And I look at that cover every time. I just think that could have happened to her. I could have burnt her hair at that time. So is the lesson to always do a trial? Try your tools. (laughs) Try your tools on your dolly head. Do not try it on you or a friend or a client. Even if it's a brand new whatever, blow dry, try it. On someone that it's not look thank god she's my best friend yeah thank god it wasn't some other makeup artist that would have just gone and told the oh my god the whole person, industry oh yeah. my god do you know what just happened before you walked in like that's been like oh anyway i still laugh oh my god i love that i love that anyway, so that's, that's something try your tool that, yeah that is that i don't know what else, what else have i done um because I the think worst sometimes thing. things happen, you know, like, I don't know, you're late or some like so, the person who's never late is late on that oh. iconic day oh. or, you know, just something that you oh, like, automatic. I will never let something like that happen again. Like, <laughs> oh, look, I look, there's, so funny. Oh, look, up, look, I, I remember swiping the tongs down Nicole's skin once the, the tongs just dropped. Um, like I remember just thinking, oh, you know, when you yeah. see things in slow mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, uh, you know what's really the worst happened? about a tong? You and can't grab it, or you skin. go to grab it. Yes. <laughs> oh, you, oh, when I've grabbed tong, like my assistant have grabbed the tong the wrong way. Yeah. And the whole time they're on a photo shoot with me, their hands are sizzled, and they they've been like, we've wrapped I'm their fine, hands I'm up. Fine. With, that, that I'm fine I'm fine like no you're not you're not but you can't leave me because it's like it's it's a, an act I, you can't leave me yeah um but look like no look there no that hair one was a good one that's but, enough for me that yeah, was that was a good a, one. but nothing is big enough for me to worry about like it's not like I'm, I'm sure lots of major things have happened but that's actually the worst one because it actually yeah. could have happened to the person yeah but other than that no, nothing is oh oh I've gone to the airport with um I was doing Kate Blanchett in um Singapore and my my agent that was there at the time they have to take all your passports they take all your passports because you've got to get it stamped we're in the hotel he was like a tour guide like every day he'd give us he actually held our passports anyway it came to the time that we had to go back to Sydney Kate was left there she was leaving in the afternoon Liz Kelsch and myself got our passports and we bolted to the airport get to the airport I have his passport and they 
I was like, what the? And I, in the plane, I was like, we were literally running so late. I just rang him. Thank God the airport was like an hour away. No, no, I was sorry, like 10 minutes away yeah. from the airport to the hotel. And he gave it to me and we just missed the flight by that much. You so missed it? That was one. No, we, we didn't. Oh, you like got on it. Just yeah. got on it. We were the last people on the airplane. But that was one thing. Always when I go overseas, I check my passport. I put a yellow tag so I know it's my passport. Yeah. So a lot of wrong things have happened in my travels. Yeah. So I always make sure. So when I, I'm a bit of a, I'm not a perfectionist. I don't believe in perfection because I believe yeah. there's nothing perfect about me. There's nothing perfect. I, I don't thrive on perfection but I like structure I like structure in chaos if that yeah yeah anything. yeah to have a I love, an order to yes. something or everything's labeled yes. or like something I like I'm exactly like, the same yeah way. yeah but when I walk into the salon I love chaos yeah. when I walk backstage I love that heartbeat of the crazy there's no other feeling than that yes yeah so I think I I thrive on that that craziness, whereas a lot of people like calm and zen. For me, yeah. there's a time and a place for that. Like I yeah. love zen and quiet when I'm on a holiday. But when I'm at work, if my heart's not beating, then I don't feel like I'm actually doing much for that day. So Yeah, yeah. You're not getting the adrenaline rush when you're no, used no. to being on a shoot or a fashion show or yeah. something. Yeah. A, a totally. competition. Exactly. All of that is a completely yes. different adrenaline. Competition. Yes, 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 yes. Love it. Exactly. And your son is involved in your business too, right? He works with oh, he's you. He's a barber. Yeah. yeah he's, not, he, he, he's got his own little barber room, which was he's my naughty son. He's cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden's cheeky. Um, but he's a bloody damn good barber, that one. How cool. He's, he's good. He won't yeah. let me, like, he's he's that sort of kid's like, I'm going to show you, mum. Yeah. I'm going to show you. Um, he didn't go to year again. He had a choice. Yeah. He felt good, like, to get him out of school, to go to year, um, to get him out of school, yeah, they made my life so hard because they don't like kids leaving in year ten. Yeah, and he said, "Mum, I don't like school. I don't want to learn. I guess I love to learn, mm. but not what the school has to offer. Not in me. that environment. Yeah, yeah. And then I took him to a fashion week in London one year, and I gave him the camera. I said, "Listen, just take photos of." like around what you like and whatever. And we got home. He goes, mom, is this your life all the time? Cause you're always away. I go, no, it's just like this. What? Two times a year, but it's not like this at work every day. He goes, I really love hairdressing. I want to become a hairdresser. I went, are you sure? Mm. <laughs> are you positive? So he did hairdressing. He calls himself a hair- hairdresser. Um, but <laughs> he, ch- he didn't like it towards the end. He mm. didn't like being pushed into color. Yeah. Or, I think the women got to, he just got all scared around the lake. I don't know. He just didn't like the vibe of what was going on there. And then I said to him, you've got a whole week to sort your shit out or I'm kicking you out. And he went online, he went on the YouTube, he went everywhere. And he knew that barbering was a cult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And he taught himself. He taught himself on YouTube oh, how cool. to become a barber. So he's one of the, I think he's one of the best barbers in Sydney at the moment. Yeah. So I, I can see by his clientele. But he's great. He's done campaigns for Sebastian. He's been flown to um, Geneva, LA, and he's done wow. all the Sebastian campaigns. 
So that's so a cool. pretty cool thing. Because something yeah. I really tried to, like I said, was get that kind of stigma around hairdressing gone. And I was like, even if I can get parents to listen to this podcast or something, you know, yes. that, that when their kids yes. are coming to them and saying they want to be a hairdresser and they're disappointed that they're not going to university, listen to this, listen to Renya who has gone around the world and has, you know, her son in the industry and is proud of that. And, you know, like that's what I want to be just spreading and flooding everywhere about how much we can do. Because he's true, he's become an individual. Like he's got the tats, he's got this, everyone looks at him like, why have you got tats? Like, but it suits, he's cool. Like it suits him. He's in his own environment. He's He's the rock star in that room and he mm. loves it because he's free to wear what he wants. He's free to be who he wants to be. And I don't think people realise that hairdressing is a sense of freedom for all of us. I can be who I want with my pink hair at 55. You mm-hmm. can be who you want. Your you iconic your pink hair. <laughs> no, no, but you don't no, wish. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone has a purpose of mm-hmm. being an individual. We strive to individualize our clients yeah but it's so important to do that for yourself as well and it is and just to work on I don't want to be like every other salon I don't want to be like him her and her I want to be me yeah and whether that offends someone or it doesn't offend someone it inspires someone the the point is my creativity has allowed me to be someone different and I really love waking up in the morning and going, I created this, no one else. Yeah. And that's really important. Love it. Well, I think yeah. we've covered, I mean, uh, uh, we could go forever. That's the hard thing with the we've podcast been, is like, we I know can, we've been going for wow. I know <laughs> we can go forever, but I do think, you know, I, I never want it to consume too yeah. much. But I just think that that has been, no, go for it, no a, a wealth of knowledge. I loved hearing that your whole journey and your story and that it started later yeah. in your career and the salon. Like I just, I've loved it all. And I really appreciate. But it's still going. Mm-hmm. I ain't given up. I, 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 everyone's like, when are you going to, it's like, I, if anything, this COVID has proved to me that mm-hmm. I'm a fighter. You, we just fight. Yeah. And you, I've got things brewing that I want to do that I've been doing through COVID and I'm excited to get them out because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And it would be like Al Pacino stopped acting. Would you like it if um, De Niro didn't act anymore? Would you like it if yeah. all your favourite actors didn't act anymore? Mm. You still want to see them. You still, yeah. Maybe little things, big things, but you still want to see them do something. Mm. So it's important to stay a part of the growing vibe and it's it's fun. It's actually a lot of fun. And I've still got a lot to give to my kids, so I'm really happy. Not my my kids are fine, but my salon, <laughs> Your salon kids. my team is, I've got so much to give to those guys. And they've, if anything, we've proved it through COVID how much I need to give them. To be and the do you feel like it's team. maybe a little bit of a blessing? Like say your career, you're out of the salon 12 weeks of the year, whatever it may be, because you have all this stuff happening, but having the world slow down allowed you to put that time yeah. back into your team more than ever yeah, they they're sick of me they're like oh you're here again <laughs> she phones me again. again i'm having my afternoon <laughs> i know, I know. that used to me being out of there and now i've been there all the time it's like i can like i'll go in there and do the flowers on a wednesday and and my girls are like oh you're doing the flowers like you aren't they beautiful like i'm loving it i feel like it's 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 
I don't know. To me, it's heaven. I love it. Um, I, there's so much going on in this head. Like I'm not going to yeah. give up. But I do love being with them. I love watching them grow. Um, through COVID, about two of my kids are going to become seniors. Mm. So I need to get on the Zooms more with them. So I now can give them me. And I love that I can actually do that now. So I'm pretty because I don't have kids at home anymore. No one lives here. Yeah. My husband and I. So I've got all the time in the world to give to them now. Love it. Well, I just, yeah, I really appreciate your time and that we did it so quick. I was, I was so happy to hop on. What an honor. Appreciated the support that you were showing me. No, thank you. I I wish you all the love and happiness and just everything. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. I can't wait to see you in real life soon. Oh, yes. Melbourne. When I'm down there, I'm coming. I go to Sydney all the time, so I'll catch you in Sydney. Oh, please just DM me. I'm around. Okay, I will. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. There's the sun. Does my skin look good now? (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Successful Stylist Unfoiled. If you made it this far, I hope that it means you enjoyed the episode. If you did, the most helpful thing you can do is leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's greatly appreciated and I hope that you'll join me next week on the Successful Stylist Unfoiled.